everyone. It's Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com Security Boulevard, and you're listening to another DevOps chat. In today's DevOps chat, we actually have a, a new company to introduce to our audience anyway, and that company is PortShift. And I'm joined by two of the key folks at, at PortShift. Port we have Iran Grabener, who's VP of Business Ops, and Ron Ilani, or Lon, Ron, I mispronounced your name, I apologize. Ron Lani, Lonnie, great. CEO and co-founder. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for having oh, us. My pleasure. So, Ron, you're the CEO. I'm going to let you kick off. A lot of people in our audience may not be familiar with PortShift. Fundamentally, what, what's PortShift about? So, fundamentally, uh, uh, PortShift is trying to solve uh, is solving a problem which is a, a hard problem that wasn't solved in the last uh, couple of decades and was very much a uh, introduced uh, as a solution during the uh, early 90s with the firewalls uh, technology. And now while moving to the cloud infrastructure, we see that the same firewalls that were used 20 years ago are not longer, I would say, valid uh, in, in order to run a, a application. And essentially there are, I would say, two to three reasons to that. And I will let uh, Iran uh, elaborate about the reason of uh, why. Yeah, sure. So. Yeah. You know, Alan, when, when speaking about the cloud, there are two two things that fundamentally changed everything for IT folks and, and DevOps engineers. Uh, the first thing, you don't own the infrastructure. So uh, um, the level of network of an, an infrastructure, you, you simply don't control it. And and secondly, uh, a lot of change through time in the world of, uh, um, of compute. Um, if, I don't know, 10 years ago, we had a monolithic application sit down in our data centers in the office, Right now, when we are in the cloud, our application is, is broken into uh, many different pieces, many different microservices. Um, everything is uh, much more automated. Um, software is being updated on, a, on an hourly basis. Um, and developers and engineers, they have much more power to, um, uh, to do things with their uh, software. So you know, because of those two reasons, the, the, the old tools that we had in order to orchestrate security in our network uh, simply doesn't work. Yeah, and, and, and I agree. Right. And, and just to add to this, uh, to those uh, points, there are two layers that essentially impose the challenge. The first one is the fact that uh, if you'd really like to, um, to use uh, firewalls within the, the cloud environment, you really need to understand the network infrastructure. To understand the network infrastructure, you need to understand what is the application doing out there in the cloud. And in order to do this, you need to configure those IPs and, and those ports, which actually create a very, very close binding to the actual network infrastructure for one hand. And for the other hand, uh, you obviously need to, to have this type of discussion between the security folks to the actual operation folks, which actually create a lot of bureaucracy that was possibly valid, you know, uh, like uh, 15 years ago in the uh, data center. But now we're moving to the cloud with everything is automatic with the CICD. You need something else, okay? You need to break the paradigm at least from, from being uh, tied to the actual network from one hand. And from the other hand, you need to make things to be much more fast and much more intertwined with the uh, um, you know, development life cycle, which is essentially the primary objective that the port chips have uh, put in as a target as and as a solution. Absolutely. So guys, and, and look, I've been in this a while myself. You know, when we first started with the next gen firewall, right? And that was sort of the premise is that we were gonna get the developers involved and application aware firewalls and all that, but it didn't translate to the cloud, you're right. But Ron, I, I'm interested as the CEO co-founder, so this is obviously a problem, right? 
How do we how do we do this in a cloud environment at cloud scale at cloud speed and all of that? Yeah. Uh, did this, how did this affect you personally or in your kind of journey to where you got here today where you recognized and said, hey, we got to do something about this. This, this, is a, this is a problem looking for a solution here. Yeah. So, so essentially, we, we understand that there is a problem that, uh, that, need a, that requires a solution, uh, you know, while, while, while talking with customers. I mean, those are usually the, uh, that's the number the one. Do, yeah, that's the best way to do it. And we saw that uh, they are in, we call it the, uh, the impossible trade-off. Okay. They either need to be uh, very, very uh, fast. They want to run very, very fast in the cloud from one, hand, from one hand, but then they have the security constraint. They really want to control, I mean, the communication between the application and uh, where the application should run. And, and there, there is the, 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 the where to be in the curve of being uh, you know, agile and being secure. Every organization hand, has to find itself and this type of uh, of curve, and to find how what is the level of security that he wants to it wants to uh, enforce or impose, and this is I would say the uh, what led us to think of uh, uh, you know changing the paradigm or breaking the paradigm or or making a solution that the customer will not have to to make this type of uh, trade off or make this type of decision, um, and 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 you know target to be both you know fast and 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 agile but also secure from 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 the other way from the other uh, uh, way around this and, and 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 we basically looked at the at what's going on in, in the cloud from the devops perspective and we saw that many things uh changed to to um, um to be better with automation with cicd tools and we ask ourselves why with security this is not happening why uh, um, um, the workstation or the tools that the devops engineer is now using to deploy a software why security tools can't can look the same? Why why they can't be um, um, part of, of of the same idea and the same uh, um, uh, work cycles? And 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 this is what got us to think that that we need to, in a sense, you know, push security to the left, shift left, and 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 take it to be something that that, that is part of the of the DevOps lifecycle and part of the of the CI/CD um, um, infrastructure of the organization. Sure. So, guys, you know, obviously, so, you know, we call this DevSecOps, right? It's part yeah, of it. Right. Yeah. It's something that I, I'm, you know, between DevSecOps days and the mm -hmm. events we put on at RSA and, and so forth, it's something we're very involved in. My, my question for you then is, so it sounds like PortShift is really aimed at helping DevOps engineers, DevOps teams, developers get more involved in the, in the security or, you know, in, in the cloud firewall kind of paradigm for security. Is PortShift aimed then at the security team, the developer team, or both? So uh, I think, uh, well, obviously, we are the, the, the focus of PortShift is not to try to educate, you know, dev and DevOps of being, to be a security folks. This is not, obviously not, 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 uh, not the target. But I think uh, the good news is the fact that dev and DevOps have the knowledge, okay? And the knowledge is where essentially, they know their intention. They know where essentially they want to uh, deploy the, uh, the application and essentially who should talk to who in terms of uh, application containers or processes, depending obviously on your infrastructure. And this is, I would say, the basic assumption 
uh, that the whole uh, uh, concept of Portchiff is based on, okay? We actually take this type of knowledge, okay? We create from this knowledge or this attributes, we create the actual identity of the application, which is essentially a signed, you know, signed infrastructure or crypto uh, signature of those uh, attributes. And we use those intentions that are uh, uh, described by DevOps in their own, you know, natural uh, uh, language. I mean, uh, a recipe and cookbooks uh, with, uh, you know. Like Chef or Puppet. Yeah, of course, or Ansible or, or mm -hmm. you know, Kubernetes, uh, obviously, infrastructure. We, we use this, this uh, type of information while creating the crypto identity in order to the, uh, uh, deploy those uh, uh, application or, 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 or signed application in the cloud and enforce the actual uh, uh, security that we uh, uh, described formally. And the whole point is uh, essentially that you know, those folks don't have to, to change the way that they work, okay? The security is more intertwined with the uh, their own system, the CI-CD system. We leverage this type of information in order to create uh, the security. And, and the actual uh, security folks will actually define guardrails, okay? They will define operational environment of uh, uh, in high level, uh, the production environment, the testing environment, or the pre-production environment, where the actual, you know, uh, application should run within, and 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 the security will be sort of uh, uh, enforced and be visible automatically without uh, the ping pong, okay, or without the never-ending uh, discussion between the uh, security and the uh, DevOps folks, which we all know uh, it's it's part of the problem, okay, it's part of the uh, challenge of uh, you know. Uh, uh, securing the application in, in the cloud premise. Absolutely. So, you know, th I guess this, well, well, let me back up a sec. I just want to make sure. Port shift, I know you work with AWS, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. We are totally agnostic to the infrastructure. Okay. Um, and what, I'm curious because this is something we we go in back and forth on back and forth on the attitude of the developers, the DevOps teams. I mean, you never meet a developer who says, "Oh, I want to make an insecure application, or I want my stuff to be hacked." Right? No. Yeah. But, and you're right; they're not security people, but they're security aware, and they and they need to be security responsible. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, on the other hand, look, we all know security people who have said develop, you know, the developers will do what I tell them, right? And they'll be secure when I tell them they're secure. And, but that doesn't work either in, in this right. new world, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's gotta be together. So you talk about integrating with the CICD process. Give us an idea of how you work within the CICD process. Got it. Yeah. yeah so uh, basically, what we're doing, we we are asking the the developers, the the DevOps engineers, to use a very simple set of APIs. Uh, whenever they are using their infrastructure as a code or or, or whatever the tool that they are using, um, um, to send Portif the relevant information that we need in order to identify the piece of application that they are deploying. Um, this information can be, can be uh, um, you, you know, technical information about the build, the version, uh, the, the namespace of the application, and, and, and other um, attributes that will allow us to, to, uh, um, um, to, to wrap up an identity that is unique uh, uh, for each and every one of the uh, pieces of the application. 
Um, so this is the first part where, where we learn your um, application logic, where we understand who should speak with who, um, and, 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 and we know your, your, your business. Now, when we take this identity and, and we move into runtime, um, uh, we see all the different pieces. And, and first of all, we see them for sure. We know because we signed them during CI-CD. Uh, um, if something didn't go through CI-CD, if a developer deployed a container without asking, of, if, uh, um, uh, God forbid, an attacker is moving in the network, we would immediately see that because uh, uh, we sound, signed um, um, the components during CI-CD. And we can see them, we can see them communicate. And, and now um, um, security folks and also DevOps engineers they can easily define their agenda and their rules based on their application logic. Um, um, a simple example, uh, if they want their billing app to speak with their financial database, um, something that can take days just to configure because your application is br uh, uh, broken into different pieces and, and you need to configure security groups and make sure that you did it right and so on. Uh, with Project, you would simply write this sentence. You would just say in English, I want my billing application to speak with a, a financial database, um, and that's it. Every, everything will work from then on. So it sounds magical, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm too old to believe in magic. <laughs> what's going on behind the scenes, though? When I write that, what's actually happening behind the scenes? Yeah, so, so essentially what happens behind the scenes is uh, we, have, uh, we have two phases uh, for this uh, identity-based generation. As uh, eloquently mentioned by Iran, the first phase is done by offline, okay? We take this type of attributes which are uh, sort of this, the intention, okay, and the CI-CD. We, we wrap those as the attributes of the identity, and this is essentially the description of the application, where, where the application should run and who should, run, who should, should it talk to, uh, within the actual uh, environment that we are targeting to. And then we have uh, the correlation to, with the runtime uh, properties. Every process, every containers have runtime characteristics. For instance, the process ID, the UID, memory footprint, footprint and stuff like that. So we combined all together the offline attribute that was created with the ICD with the runtime attribute. We signed them all together. And this essentially creates one and unique entity that is running out there. And this we are using in order to enforce we are transferring this uh, type of identity in the traffic stream so that uh, a conversation between two different applications is first and foremost authenticated, okay, and only then authorized, okay? This is the what we call the classical zero trust approach, okay? We are not uh, trusting the IP, we are trusting the identity on the counterpart. And this brings another, we talked, uh, I believe, a little bit about the uh, operational uh, benefits and the fact that it's very... Uh, Agile and useful for the Dev and DevOps and security and the security uh, uh, collaboration, but there, there there is another very important uh, advantage, and is the fact that uh, now that we are not talking about an attack surface, which are segments, network segments, we are talking about pipe of access. Okay, so even attacker, for instance, uh, you know, get in, in, into one of my uh, workloads or one of my uh, application. We are not losing the whole segment, okay? We are losing a, a single pipe. And now uh, we have, uh, I would say, less, uh, we are much more, much less concerned from how, uh, the, the extent that we are exposed, okay? Because we are talking about only point-to-point uh, -point, uh, access permitted, and not uh, network segments, which, uh, which are open. And from the attacker perspective, uh, it's like, you know, a dream come true. If, you, if I find like, a, you know, a flat network, 
and I get into your uh, flat network in some uh, miraculous way that I can get into every uh, uh, resource or application that is out there. Is target. Yeah, okay. and this okay. is essentially the basic concept of uh, the security uh, perspective of uh, identity-based, uh, you know, access control between uh, uh, different applications. Sure. Guys, it sounds fascinating. As I mentioned to you when we started, the time goes very quick. We're, we're kind of at the end of our time. Yeah. Um, I, I apologize, but maybe we can continue the conversation. For people who are interested, PortShift, you can get more information at portshift.io, correct? Right. That is correct. And uh, you guys will be at AWS reInvent, though. Correct. People may be doing this after. Will you be at RSA conference? Yes. We will also uh, be presenting there. Um, at a startup uh, venue. Um, oh, the launch pad or the sandbox? Um, the, I, I think it's called, I, I think it's, it's the launch pad. Yeah, it's, it's where uh, all the early stage companies are. Yeah, yep. sandbox, I, that might be the innovation sandbox. Launch pad is more for ideas. Oh, I think yeah. You fit more in, yeah, we're, we're a big partner in our sake. So <laughs> me, I just did a podcast with them about both of those. So mm-hmm. a little bit I know. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. And we will, if we don't see you at AWS, we'll, we'll see you then at RSA. But we'd like to, we'll probably hear more because this kind of fits right into our sweet spot. Ron, Iran, thank you for joining us on DevOps chat today. Good luck with Port Shift. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.